Welcome back for more from our workshop in the 2021 NICE project. I also feel like one of the worst things that people can do to each other is stifle creativity, um, stifle the spirit. And to me, spirit and creativity are almost synonymous, almost, almost, not not. 100%, but almost. And so that part of the book is very important to me in terms of our NICE project that we, we want people to, you know, we encourage creativity. That's our, that's one of our main goals, right? And so um, stifling creativity is like a hard thing to read about, you know, when I read that, you know, she's not supposed to write. I'm like, what? But I, I can't go a day without writing. I have to write my poetry, you know, I mean, so uh, that's that's kind of tough, right? <laughs> yeah, I like your question you put here, Alice, about what is stifling your creative Ooh, spirit. tell me, tell me. Um, Welcome back, Deborah. We, we knew you got disconnected, but... <laughs> Yeah, I feel so, like for me, I'm the opposite of this narrator. I mean, she is stifled because she is forbidden. She's told to rest. Mm -hmm. I feel like my, what's stifling me is overwork. Ah. I don't have the energy to create because it's being spent everywhere. Else. Everywhere else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. Hmm. I think we just lost Deborah again. We'll I think she, yeah, soon. well, it is stormy here in our state tonight, mm -hmm. and I know she lives in our state, so we may, she may be having some connection issues. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I get that, and I think we've talked many times in the past year about the stifling of the creative spirit due to the pandemic, because a lot of artists, and when, again, when I say artists, I mean of all types of art, music, art, paintings, whatever, photography, uh, writing, you know, we mean the arts, but I've, we've talked to a lot of artists in our arts interviews and many of them felt like they were just free to create, create, create. And yet many of them felt like all that time suddenly in quarantine and isolation, whatever, being, you know, laid off from a job or whatever, they, they, they just didn't have the, they they did they had the time but they didn't have the energy the creative spirit wasn't there the motivation and so um i think when you run up against something that stifles your creative spirit what do you do well the the woman the narrator just climbed right into that wallpaper you know she just took on that wallpaper and you know crawled right in there or tore it apart and you know <laughs> became that which was stifling her creative spirit. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't laugh, but it's, I was getting visuals of her, of her like climbing in the wallpaper and, you know, roiling around in the, in the yucky greenish gross wallpaper, greenish yellow sickly smell, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, so now we, we, I want to talk just real quick. Um, we're almost out of time. We sometimes we go a little bit over, but uh, this is a, this is going to be an odd choice uh this book this passage for inspiring new art creations um because we're talking about it in such negative terms in terms of you know the uh, uh, the ugliness of this wallpaper the main visual in the book is the wallpaper and charlotte perkins gilman describes it as just hideous so how do we create new artwork inspired by such hideousness thoughts on that I can tell you my brainstorm for what I want to do. Oh, please do. <laughs> so I want to go to a wallpaper store 
and just buy some swatches, some samples of the most hideous yellow wallpaper I can find. Get a nice board. Mm-hmm. And then go out and buy a bunch of cheap off-brand Barbies. Oh, boy. And then I want to create a textile by weaving strips of this torn paper in and out of the Barbie, like, arms and heads and things. So it kind of looks oh. like these women are, like, emerging. Oh, my God. That's going to be so cool. I can't wait to see that. That's going to put my silly digital, you know, wallpaper to shame. <laughs> no, I love your wallpaper. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's wonderful. I was thinking, now, I am not a musician, but one of the things as I was reading this book, and again, to me, a lot of it is written very, in an almost lyrical way, that the word Words just flow on the page, and yet there is there are sometimes words or phrases that are very harsh and and kind of I would almost say violent in their impact. Okay, and I was thinking about music, and I was thinking about if I were musical, which again I'm not. Um, discordant music might be something that I would try to play around with. Because I think of music as being beautiful, calming, or exciting, romantic. It's something good always about music. Even if it's sad, that's a comfort when I'm sad. I mean, there's never a negative when it comes to music for me, right? I love music. I'm just not any good at any aspect of it. It's not part of my creative spirit. But... um I was thinking that a musician could probably could come up with something discordant uh, in a musical piece. I don't know. I'm throwing that out there for any musicians who might be listening. Um, And how do you create ugly visual art? As a visual artist myself, I mean, it's one thing for a poet, which I also write poetry, to use words that describe unpleasant stuff, smelly, putrid, stench. We could make a list of words that are descriptive of unpleasantness, right? But how do you create something that's visual, a visual piece of art that is, quote, ugly, unquote, that like she describes this wallpaper as being ugly, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, it, which, you know, kind of begs, begs the question, which I think you asked in our first workshop when we just did the brief intro into the books, who would put ugly wallpaper in a in a nursery, in a child's bedroom? And then we talked about how at the time, you know, it probably, when it was first hung, the wallpaper, it probably wasn't ugly. It, it's clearly dilapidated. It's peeling off, you know, but, but um, anyway, so I was trying to figure out visual art. How do you create something, you know, ugly out of especially yellow. Yellows are bright and beautiful, happy. I mean, most artists choose yellow to paint like a garden or flowers, and it's a bright, beautiful, happy thing. How do you create something ugly? (laughs) Well, I think it's so much the beauty is in the eye of the beholder, and it reminds me, honestly, of Sula's birthmark that we were discussing last week, that she has a a dark shape on her skin, on her face, and some people think it looks like a rose, and Mm -hmm. some people think it looks like a snake, Mm -hmm. and it's all them reflecting their own opinion back. So yeah, I think it's it's so subjective on, you might make something that one viewer's gonna be like, I would put that up in my house. (laughs) (laughs) And somebody else might be like, oh, I can't take it. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, that's true. And that makes me think just, off, you know, in the moment that, you know, had some other woman, you know, who was under the orders of a rest cure, 
been put in that very same room at that very same time period, she might not have become obsessed with the wallpaper. She might not have, you know, had the same experience. Mm -hmm. When you read the book, you, you do feel like anyone who was put in that room was going to have the same experience as the narrator. But if you step back from that thought for a moment and realize, hey, that might not be true. You know, and so that's an interesting thought I just thought of. I don't know what to do with that thought, but I'll, I'll try to come up with something. <laughs> you know, what I noticed in reading it through again this afternoon in preparation is, you know, as much as she, the narrator's having problems connecting with her own newborn child mm -hmm. and bonding, she does say that I am so grateful that this is my room and not the baby's room because this would be very harmful for the baby. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think she does have the idea that yes, anybody, including a newborn child who can, you know, barely focus could be driven right. uh, mad or at least made sick. Right, like, right. It's just too much. This wallpaper is just too hideous. Mm -hmm. And I and I think in the confines of any if you're confined to any room, if you're confined to a prison cell, if you're confined to a hospital room, if you're confined to, you know, any room because of your circumstance, whatever it is, um, whatever's on that wall after a few days, you're not going to want to look at it anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been in enough hospital rooms to know that. And, you know, when I, the first day you go in, oh, this is nice. It's all white and clean and lovely. And, 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 oh yes, there's that nice little, you know, store-bought watercolor fake print on the wall or whatever that hospitals have. And by the second or third day, you don't even want to look at that again. You know, you're just like, and the walls are so white. It's just like, oh my gosh, get me out of here. So you don't even have to have peeling old dilapidated toadstool wallpaper. You don't, you know, pure white walls can drive you insane. <laughs> you want to let um, anybody listening that this short story isn't easy quick read and it is available many places online because since it was published in the late 1800s uh, it's not under copyright and so you can easily find the entire text online if you're interested in reading the story yeah it's so it it's so short i mean it really is now um i found it i'm going to share it so our next our next workshops can you guys see that okay yes yeah, so we have two left. We've got on the 2nd of September, A Wrinkle in Time, and on the 9th of September, Tarzan of the Apes. And it's the same Zoom, and it's the same uh, Thursday night, 7 to 8 p.m. And um, I'm really looking forward to talking about those two books. Um, boy, don't we love A Wrinkle in Time. Everybody loves A Wrinkle in Time. I don't think I've ever met anybody who doesn't love A Wrinkle in Time. Maybe someone will come to the, uh, the workshop who doesn't love it, but... <laughs> But most of the people I've ever met love, love, love. So um, those are our final two workshops coming up. And then um, on to collecting presentation submissions and then our presentation event on Thursday, September 30th, I want to say, 7 to 8. So anything else we need to say, Sarah E.? Just to plug, uh, check out all the details and the quotes on the website, C-E-A-R-T-S dot org. And under the events tab, you'll find NICE, and then you can go to the 2021 NICE page, and all the information that you need is there.
This has been At the Roundtable with Alice and Sarah E. of Community Education Arts. Our nonprofit organization is based in Noblesville, Indiana. You can find us online at cearts.org. We'd like to thank James Weston for writing our intro music and for his technical savvy. Join us next time at, at the, the Roundtable. Table.